30, 35, 40, he's the midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 74th episode of the podcast on October 9th, 2014. Number 74, most famously belonging to Merlin Olson, who was a defensive tackle back in the days of being part of the fearsome foursome with the Los Angeles Rams. Joel, we are now a bit into owning Super Smash Brothers. We were talking about that last time. The game was about mm-hmm. to come out. Different kind of competition, I know, but they're also starting with the tailgate. Uh, you know, bits that they're doing with Super Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U, bring it to different college football tailgates across the country. This week they're coming to Ann Arbor for Michigan. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. Yeah, that would be kind of cool just to see how they're like how they're setting it up that yeah. kind of thing, and and to see you know all the like really really drunk people like what is this <laughs> Smash Brother? I'm smashed right now. They're like do like you know about to get in a fight, and then the interrupts like wait 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 settle it in Smash settle it in Smash. <laughs> Yes, the the announcer dude just comes. And then out they're of all sloppy and. Uh. <laughs> have, think, have you had a good week then? Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to I got to work during the game last week. That's right. And I was down on the. I was initially in like the TV truck, you know, where they uh, have a bajillion screens, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, how they give them that like. Uh, whatever i don't know it's like the introduction usually there's some audio and then it like has a preview of what the matchup is and what's going on in the game and then before the game you know probably like an hour and a half before they're out there like shooting footage of like the quarterbacks warming up without their helmets yeah, like that kind yeah. of thing and they've got to edit together together a video for that audio mm-hmm. like Makes in that all amount of time yeah. yeah so you know the guy's got like all of it he's got one of those all those slider things so that you can like go back and forth between the uh parts oh, of the yeah, videos the footage yeah. yeah yeah and uh so i'm watching him like edit it there and that kind of thing and then uh uh the guy who was my boss he he said oh well uh you know it's it's gloomy like out there it's been pretty rainy that kind of thing and then of course like it, you know it goes on into the night so i ended up being the lighting guy for oh, cool. the sideline reporter Nice. During the game. So every time there's some every time she's down there interviewing a coach, I'm <laughs> standing like right there, there behind you go. her. Um but cool thing about that is that the uh, grand marshal for our homecoming parade was Bobby Bowden. Oh, okay. So yeah. he was at the game and he was honored, of course. And so I got to meet him and talk to him. Very cool. And, and that is a pretty cool thing to do. Um just because, you know, the guy coached forever. Yeah, legendary um, Florida State coach, West Virginia uh, alum. Yeah, he did, yeah, and he did coach there. He did coach at WVU for a while, um, but he was kind of forced out mm. early just because he wasn't winning the way that they wanted him to. <laughs> to think like all the way back then, and this, and then eventually he went to Florida State and became a legend. Yeah, now the record holder for most wins as a coach in Division One football. 
yeah. So really I, I'd say all that was probably more exciting than the game. The game was kind of like a... Yeah, it, was, it was a Fox Sports 1 coverage, so I'm talking about one yeah. of their sideline reporters. I, but really I've, been cool. asked, I've been asked again, I think, to work the TCU game. Ah, so, very And that exciting. game, depending on what happens this weekend, could be pretty crazy, too. It could be very so. cool, absolutely. Let's get into the quick hits for this week, though. It was certainly an interesting week in sports. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, we are out of the division round. <laughs> and we got... Every single prediction wrong. I mean, it was an upset weekend in baseball, too. That was incredible. Sure. I mean, Baltimore was the only higher-seeded team that won their series. And that mm-hmm. was amazing that they swept Detroit. I mean, Detroit sent Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, David Price all the hill. The offense sputtered. The bullpen was atrocious. I mean, you were listening last episode. We were just, mm-hmm. I was just melting down at how you give up like eight runs and... The eighth inning or whatever it was, there was a point where the best relief pitcher that Detroit threw out there had an ERA of 27. Uh, It was really, really bad. And that team got swept out, so Baltimore is moving on, taking on the Kansas City Royals, who (laughs) sweep the Los Angeles Angels with the best record in all baseball. I mean, Kansas City, the first two games, they hit extra inning home runs, uh, and when you start doing things like that, it's... All baseball indications point to it's a it's a team of destiny. I mean, I mean all the other something if they if they made I mean even just making it all the way to the World Series would be amazing. I mean, nineteen eighty five the last time Kansas City Royals have made it to the World Series. Nineteen eighty three the last time the Orioles have done that. So someone's yeah. getting there for the first time in a long time in the American League. And you know, for Kansas City, there's a stat out there that you know when a team does you know two games of extra inning home runs like that. They go on and win the World Series. Like there are like five teams or something like that who've done that. They've all gone and win the World Series. It's a sign of a team of destiny. It's amazing. They beat one of the hottest teams in baseball. You know, team did the best record. And uh, it also just goes to show that with the also the other teams that got eliminated along with Detroit. So I guess let's talk about the National League because that is almost we were hoping for a a Los Angeles Washington matchup because that would be something new that'd yeah. be fresh. I mean. The Cardinals have gone to their fourth straight championship series. Uh, last thing to do that is the Yankees from you know several years ago, late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, you know the Dodgers had a great, great starting rotation with Clayton Kershaw, who, like David Price, can't seem to get off the bump, you know, almost no. literally and figuratively, with their playoff performances. The, I, the thing, the thing about the cardinals is they're just so consistent in the playoffs it's like when it all they got to do is get there and it seems like they manage to win games and third year with mike Matheny too a new manager and he just seems to they just seem to win but yeah. pair that right up against you know the san francisco giants who like the royals they win the wild card play in game and then they go and win uh, you know the granted the national league series was ended up being three one on each side so it was a little more competitive than sweeps on both American League sides. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, the Giants doing what they did to the Washington Nationals, who again, had a very good starting rotation, yeah. which you think in the playoffs would be a great benefit. Tigers, Dodgers, Nationals, like, thought they would go pretty far, especially in your early season prediction with Nationals and Tigers. I don't think that, like, honestly, how many people actually predicted this even the week before? Like, yeah, I, uh, really amazing. Absolutely. And now it's it's you know Cardinals and Giants and 
have we seen this matchup before? I mean, <laughs> four straight appearances for the Cardinals. Uh, the last two of the last three years, the Giants had gone on to win. Period. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just amazing that you have the consistency in the National League that it's almost not surprising at all. And the American League is going to be actually kind of exciting to watch. I mean, some people might think, oh, my team's out of it. I don't really care about Orioles and Royals. Like, who cares? But, like, that's that's a pretty exciting matchup. I mean, someone's going to be going to the World Series for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So who do you think it's going to be? I mean, out of these two ALCS and LCS matchups, because we know how to predict baseball matchups this year, apparently. I think I'd like to see... I'd, I'd like to see... The Giants and the Royals, I think. Yeah. Uh, just because, I don't know. Like, I liked what I've seen. Like, honestly, I again, I thought the Washington was the best team. Mm. And um, so I kind of want to see the team that beat the team that I consider the best team. Um, and then I think can I? I think that the media at this point is like looking for some, you know, looking for something in particular that they can cling to and write all these stories about i think kansas city would be a great story i agree so yeah i think i would like to see a kansas city san francisco matchup but i think kansas city and st louis is what's going to happen you have the repeat Mm -hmm. of what happened in 1985 a missouri matchup i mean you imagine the and jim leader ben you know read the manual and other you know programs on the show me your news network i mean I know they care so, so much about sports, but, you know, a Missouri matchup would get that state bumping, and uh, I don't know how much it would do for baseball's ratings, but it would, and I, I don't like the Cardinals. I really hope they don't make it, but I just get this feeling that, like, we're going going back to 1985 and that matchup <laughs> yeah, there, so, it's, we'll, it's, so we'll see it's what hard to, It's there. hard to bet against the Cardinals in the playoffs. This is true. This is true. But the NHL season is beginning. Uh, you know, last night it began, and you know, for some teams it begins tonight. I mean, you know, the Detroit Red Wings opened their season against the Boston Bruins, the team that knocked them out. So that's it's exciting for those around here. We, we, I mean, in our area, we like hockey. You are a, a Penguins fan. You know, local team to the West Virginia area being Pittsburgh. That's exciting as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Hockey is just great fun to watch on TV. Yeah, it is. And it, it always seems to... It's weird because I feel like I've watched a lot of the finals like at the beach. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is in June when those yeah. playoffs go down and you get deep enough. Uh, so, you know, I guess in a way, our kind of informal season predictions, mm-hmm. you know, who are you liking this year as a, as a good team? I kind of feel like it's... I'm looking at a lot of the teams... That I looked at last year too, mm-hmm. uh, just because I feel like they're. I still feel Boston and Pittsburgh are both going to be strong again. I think the Islanders will be better in the East. To be yeah. honest, and they kind of missed the playoffs last year, but they've really stacked up on defense, and they've really improved their goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be better. I think they make the playoffs and maybe make a surprising run. Uh, I don't know if the Rangers get back to where they were though. And that was really surprising that they made it all the way to the finals. Boston will be very good. Montreal will be good in the East. Uh, Detroit, I think, makes it, but not at a very high playoff seed. They'll continue their streak because they have 23 years straight of playoff appearances, which is just remarkable. 
Um, mm. Pittsburgh will be very good as well. In the West, I expect St. Louis to be good again. Chicago will be very good as they continue to do. I mean, once you lock up Kane and Taves for as long as they've done, they'll be very strong. Uh, San Jose will be good. Interesting that it's the Arizona Coyotes this year. Got to get some <laughs> you know, time to get used to that compared to the Phoenix Coyotes of years past. Yeah, and, and the Kings and Anaheim. I mean, very strong out in the Pacific. Do you think this is a year where the Kings can possibly repeat? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that it's possible. Maybe uh, the uh, I was trying to look because I always like to bring up like betting odds, that kind of thing. Mm, because yeah. it's I like sometimes it's just like you know people are just like they need somebody to bet on early on um but other times like it it turns out working out mm-hmm. um and i'm you know i'm pretty sure that the kings let's see the kings would be 10 i think 10 to 1 Interesting. something like that uh to repeat yeah uh, i don't think i don't think it happens for them this year though there's so much parity in the nhl i think compared to any other league that you mm-hmm. can just have teams pop up and and play very well Though if I had to make predictions, uh, you got to go with you know standbys. I think Chicago has a very very good chance in the West because mm-hmm. uh, they have a very strong deep team. That just the core of their team is going to be just better than a lot of the teams out there in the West. And then I like Pittsburgh out in the East. I think this is a year that Pittsburgh can. You know, they, they have had some changes in the free agency, mm-hmm. but as long as Crosby and Malkin stay healthy. Uh, you know, Crosby's already had two points. He's already got a goal, you know, very early in their first game. I, you know, they get off to a really hot start. Uh, I think they have a chance to really go far. So, yeah, well, I think that's the key for a lot of teams. Just your best players <laughs> don't get hurt. Healthy. And, yeah, and De- that is tough in the NHL. And Detroit's starting the season with Pavel Datsuk, you know, being injured. So it's not a good sign for them. But that's a young team, and Jim Howard's got to have a really good year. I'll take I'll take Pittsburgh over Chicago in the prediction in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think I might have picked Boston last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's who I ended up picking to win. Yeah. I think that the Kings could possibly still make it all the way out, mm. you know, out to the Conference Finals. Okay. Who did they play in the Conference Finals last year? I believe it was the, the Blackhawks. I, and I think I'm going to take Chicago over to Pittsburgh in the okay. Finals. Okay. All right, so um, you're going to get the same finals teams, but just different winners. Interesting. Yeah, the um, let's see. Chicago is thirteen to two. Anaheim mm. is ten to one. The Kings are ten to one. St. Louis ten to one. Um, see all, all these similar odds. It just shows you like yeah, exactly. the parity in the NHL. Like it's a toss up, and it makes it really exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, like it's almost like the top. You know, seven teams on their list all have the same exact lines. Yeah. Though you want to talk about competition, uh, this last week in college football was unlike anything that has ever been seen. You know, since, what, 1936 when the AP poll began? Mm-hmm. There has not been a week in college football where five of the top eight teams have lost. Uh, it was remarkable. Started on Thursday night. It started right on Thursday night, and... You know, we, we've been looking at Arizona games as part of our Patreon, uh, you know, different rewards for patrons at patreon.com slash SMYN network. If you contribute $40 a month to the, all the different network shows, mm-hmm. uh, we basically would 
you know, kind of break down a matchup for you. We've been doing that for a listener, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a fan of the Arizona Wildcats. We've been looking at Arizona games, and last week I said, you know, 23 and a half at home, Eugene, Oregon can, you know, pull that together late. And I didn't see much of a chance for Arizona to pull it off. Yeah, last year, Arizona did beat Oregon. I didn't think it would happen this year. I thought, this, this team's too good. Well, it looks like you know, injuries have caught up to them. The depth have been hurting. They've been hurting on the uh, the offensive and the defensive line. And uh, Arizona pop them. Rich, Rich Rod Rich has got their him. number. Rich I Rod mean, got them. It really does. It, it, I think it's the first time in maybe like ever that a team has gone from uh, I think unranked to number ten, yeah, to to, to a top ten team. Amazing, amazing. Um, now, I mean, Oregon might. I mean, the way that that game finished, I think that's something that was interesting. Is because it, it, I mean, it finished on a drive mm. that basically won the game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's I think honestly, that's the only way that you really beat Oregon. Uh, this year is that you've got to because there's I mean they're just I I honestly don't I'd be scared if there was a minute left in the game and they had the ball (laughs) I know that they're probably going to score so you've got to I mean you've got to run the clock down and you've got to just score last to beat them and that is exactly what Arizona did I mean they I believe they beat them in yardage I mean I mean they did they outrushed them they they did everything that you essentially need to do to win that game and uh I mean, really, really impressive, and it brings up the question: You know, is Arizona the favorite to win the Pac-12 at this point? It's possible. I mean, yeah, they do have the Pac-12 championship game, and of course, that does make a big difference. Uh, but mm-hmm. they're looking like a favorite, and we're going to break down the game later between Oregon got to bounce back at UCLA. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a critical one. Uh, the it, loser it, of that game it, is pretty much going to be out of any possible. You know, national championship playoff contention. In, in the Patreon thing, we've been talking about how these upcoming weeks for Arizona are the toughest part of their schedule. Oh, yeah. If they can make it through, you know, the next three, four games, I don't know who's going to beat them besides maybe a rematch or something like that in the uh, championship game. Yeah. And look, God, I, I tell you, <laughs> there's a picture that, uh, Local Michigan Sports Talk radio host retweeted as a picture of Rich Rod and is on the Arizona backdrop uh, press conference, and he's got his hands at kind of two different levels, and he's talking to some media member. And then the meme text says, this is me, for up, up high, and then below, and this is Michigan. Uh, <laughs> he just goes to show that. No like, the thing is that it, the coaching thing doesn't always mix with every place that you go. You might have a really good coach. It just does not work there. It does not work in that conference. It's not whatever it is. But Rich Rob um, is getting better at Michigan. It, yeah, and just he he didn't fit with the whole Michigan man thing at Michigan, and it's 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 too bad. Like, Honestly, he, he's a winner. At, he takes at this programs. point, if somebody if if he wins the conference, and you know, maybe I don't know, maybe they lose a game, they don't make it until like a playoff or something like that. There's going to be a couple schools looking at him. Some, you know, Arizona's a he's turned that into a great program. There's going to be some people who are willing to pay a lot of money looking at him as a possible coach. I'll tell you what, after the year Michigan's been having, serves him right <laughs> to have Rich Rod have that success at Arizona. Seriously, all the success all right, so to the Wildcats. Who, 
Yeah, who were the other teams? There's so, there's so many. <laughs> In the Pac-12? No, uh, just the lost uh, oh. top, top 10 teams. Well, I think a lot of them we're going to get to recapping here in our okay. games that we're recapping. But, uh, you know, Oklahoma, or Florida State won. Like, that was a big one. Um, yeah, I got to look at the standings here. Alabama lost. Oklahoma lost. Uh, ton of teams. I mean, just crazy. Texas A&M lost. Uh... Who else? UCLA lost. UCLA lost. <laughs> um, it was rough. It was really, really rough. But so then let's get to talking about, you know, perfect little segue there into the games that we recapped in the last week. And a lot of them did involve the top eight teams. Starts off with Texas A&M at Mississippi State, minus one and a half. Mississippi State looking like one of the best teams in college football. Yeah, this... Really uh, remarkable. Texas A&M scored at the end of the game too. So it's garbage just, points, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they they shellacked them like forty-eight, thirty-one, <laughs> and that's the final score. Even with Texas A&M catching up, Texas A&M very good team. I think it just shows that Mississippi State's for real. They're a very very good team. Yeah, there's just uh, something in the water in Mississippi. Dax Prescott. <laughs> Dax Prescott, Oof. watch out! Watch out! Oklahoma at TCU, plus four and a half. You thought, you know, Oklahoma, you know, they they put the whooping on all these teams so far. You go to TCU, and maybe it's just, you know, we were talking down TCU, but they look to be pretty for real. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially if you look at the way that game went, I think that uh, they kind of forced... Oklahoma to pass the ball mm. in that game, which again, like I think we were just like talk, talked about a little bit last week. I said if somebody can force them to pass the ball, it's going to be up to Knight to win the game. I thought I think Trevor Knight could make those plays though. I, well, I, I said he's still. I mean, like you know, he's had he had success against Oklahoma or not against Alabama last year, that kind of thing. But you know, he's still young though. Yeah, exactly. I saw some things when we were playing against them, and I was like, you know, if they play a better defense, I think that somebody can take advantage of this. And it it was. I think one of the interceptions maybe went for a touchdown. Mm. Uh, that kind of thing. That's the game right there. Uh, it, they were trying to drive the ball down the field again. I think he threw another interception or went out of, out of the end zone or something like that. He's um, used defense, I think, was just good enough. And let's not – I mean – TCU moved the ball, too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they actually look like they are a complete team. Uh, we just we haven't really known because of who they've played so far. They, they didn't play the best out-of-conference schedule. I think they had, like, one Big Ten team or something like that. They beat them, but, like, again, it's like they haven't really been tested. So right. we get to see you again this week was, how good was they that are. Minnesota? I think it might have been Minnesota. Um. Someone like that, yeah. It, it, it was it was either Indian or Minnesota, something like that. Very impressive win, though, 37-33 for the Horned Frogs of TCU. Alabama <laughs> at Ole Miss, plus 6.5. I mean, you're Nick Saban, you're up 14 points in the fourth quarter, it should be done. And he suffers his third loss under those conditions. O- o- Ole Miss's defense is real. <laughs> because, like... Again, Alabama had a top-five offense going into this game. Uh, you know, you can talk about who they've played so far, but still, 
offense is uh, overall looked a lot a lot better than it was the yeah. year before. Oh yeah. Considering you changed quarterbacks, that kind of thing. But uh and so everybody wants to talk about Old Miss's quarterback, that kind of thing, but it was the defense. Like it, it was clearly their defense just confusing Alabama. They weren't able to do anything really. Yeah, I don't think Bo Wallace has put together a four quarter game for Ole Miss, no. but you know, the, the if, defense really if he does, up. I think they could beat anybody. Good. Like I I I put him up against anyone. They so good. I mean Ole Miss and Mississippi State tied for third in the AP. That how about that, that? I mean that game can depending on what happens this week could you know basically I think decide the SEC. <laughs> They've got big games this week, that's for sure, and we'll get to predicting those soon against the spread. Twenty three seventeen final for Ole Miss against Alabama. I mean it's good to see Alabama lose. Don't get me wrong. Surprising to see it be Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, especially after last year oh, yeah. where they hyped that game up forever and then just it was over in probably seven, eight minutes. Yeah, no, it was very, very quick. And they were building up that one. But you know, good for down in, uh, down in Mississippi where yeah, you know, uh, Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi, where game day goes there for the first time ever and then they have one of their biggest wins. And Katy Perry's looking really good out of it, isn't she? Does she? I mean, she, she called a bunch of games. I know she was just being like, you know, probably the hometown pick, you know, look good for Mississippi and Mississippi State, you know, pick those, yay, everyone likes me in the hometown. And then it just it looks like both upsets happen, and suddenly yeah. Katie Perry looks like a really smart college football prediction. Yes, man, you got to have her on a few times. Yeah, maybe we got to get her on the show, <laughs> but I don't know what we'll, we'll, we'll say about that. Stanford at Notre Dame, plus two and a half. Uh, Notre Dame comes down at the end of the game, you know, a minute or so left to go. Driving scores a touchdown. Uh, that, that's a big one. Seventeen yeah. fourteen for the Irish. That's. Uh, I I think that uh, their defense looked pretty good. It's uh, again at Stanford. I think that they they've got some skill players. They just don't have that much on offense. So they don't have that many options. So, mm-hmm. but it, I think anytime you beat Stanford, you know you've accomplished something because I they st- I think they still have a good defense. Absolutely. Notre Dame's up to number six, and that's a big lead because of you know, all the teams falling and whatnot, but that independent yeah. standing you know, gives them a little precedence when they're... Uh, and plus, they have a really tough schedule, too, so if they make it through with a really good record, there's a good chance they might make it in that Final Four. Yeah. I- I'd say even if they lose maybe one game with that schedule, mm-hmm. they could definitely be in the top four. Yeah, and this is a year that you might see a team with uh with two losses like coming out of the SEC might get a slot in that number four. We'll, we'll really yeah, see. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see mm-hmm. what happens. I mean, the one loss is not a death blow like it was in the BCS when you had the top two. No, Mm-mm. LSU. It's all, about, it's all about wins people lose. If if we have another week like this, the second and last week oh of the goodness. season, yeah, which generally tends to happen if you look at seasons past, it it could be really crazy. Notre mm-hmm. Dame wins seventeen to fourteen over that one with the the last minute touchdown there. LSU yeah. at Auburn, the Tiger battle. Minus oh. eight in favor of the <laughs> Auburn Tigers. and whew, That game was over. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. I, I picked LSU in that one. I thought they could at least hang in close. It was the SEC competition. LSU is not up there in the class of the SEC this That's year. Their, what, their second blowout loss? Yeah, it, it was rough. 41-7 to for the Auburn Tigers, who are also looking very good. They're up at number two. And, hey, look, it's Florida State and Auburn. Once again, <laughs> in the one and two, we'll see how long that lasts. Though, uh, you know, they're they're getting better and better at Auburn. Nick Marshall's yeah. putting games together. He had that first game we were sitting out. You know, the defense is getting really good, and the offense is starting to put it together. 
I did not think Auburn was have as good a season they did last year. Uh, they're having a better one so far this year. It's really I, I mean, I think that I still think that their player, their season right now is, uh, it was like third down and long at Kansas State, and he hits that long pass mm, that yeah. essentially locks up the game. I think that you look back, that play might determine them turns around the, the, season. the national championship game. Oh, yeah. It turns around the whole season. Nebraska at Michigan State, <laughs> minus eight and a half. Now, Michigan State had it in the bag. They were playing lights out, locked down, and they just made really poor, wrong, and conservative play calling down the stretch. Let Nebraska get back in the game, score 19 unanswered points, and a 27-3 to possible win turns into 27-22. Nebraska gets the back door and presents uh, Michigan State from covering, which is yeah. nice because I'm picking Nebraska. So <laughs> Michigan State will still wins, but very close. Yeah, I, I, think, that, uh, I think that they can kind of get away with that with some of their schedule. Yeah. But um if they somehow make it back up into the possible playoff spot, mm-hmm. they they can't make those stupid decisions. Well, and then the Oregon loss doesn't hurt, you know, doesn't help their chances at all. I, no. I mean, cuz that was, you know, the one loss they had, and it would be excusable if, you know, Oregon went and yeah. you know, ran the table. It's plus in the Big 10 too. It's really difficult when, you know, the one game that everyone's looking forward to is Michigan State, Ohio State, and that's November eighth. Mm-hmm. Ohio State the looking S- a lot better. They, they are looking better, absolutely. But in the SEC, it's just week after week mm-hmm. after week of these really tough games, and that you know <laughs> that hurts for the Big Ten. Well, yeah, it's like when an SEC team loses another SEC team's b- bumped up into the top five. That's just kind of how it is now. Absolutely. I mean, but they're they're very good teams, so they yeah, do deserve they it. And then the extra point, Wake Forest at Florida State. Uh, it was really close. Florida State covers the 38-and-a-half at the end with a 43-to-3 win. So did not expect that one. Good thing I wasn't picking it. Oh, wait. Michigan doesn't know how to even lose properly at Rutgers, minus three. Uh, Rutgers beats a 26-to-24. Yeah, Michigan, if you're going to lose and be continually embarrassing, yeah, you put up points. You made offensive touchdowns against a Power 5 team. Good for you. I'm glad. You're still a terrible team. You don't even know how to lose properly, and Rutgers can't even cover the three. And I picked Rutgers to do so, so that was a point against in my favor. I just uh, I, I saw so many Rutgers fans being very defensive of their win, <laughs> like they're like, "But it's still Michigan," that kind of thing. It's one of the few they'll this. get, and I'm just like, credit. "Well, okay, yeah, you won. I just <laughs> it's fine." Like, obviously, Michigan's not having a good year, but. You still won the game, so calm down. They're guys. trying to show validation. It's okay. Just well, then go out and win some more games, and that's all you gotta do. They can't be Penn State. It's okay. <laughs> oh wait, Michigan's playing Penn State this week. Well, oh, shit. No. <laughs> uh, Kansas at West Virginia, though homecoming minus twenty five and a half. What happened? Not covering. We just didn't score any points in the second half mm. at all. Um. So I mean that's that's pretty much oh well let's see we fumbled a punt Ugh, on hate the doing that. let's see I think our own ten yard line they recovered it and scored a touchdown and then they had a late punt return for a touchdown mm, um, on, once man. we once we changed second you know switched in players that, that kind of thing that last punt return would have been twenty six you would have covered the twenty five and a half yeah oh so, man so uh and then like late in the game uh. We, you know, we still had our starting quarterback out there, um, and uh, 
he, he you know he got knocked down that kind of thing and i think like against oklahoma he kind of like tweaked his ankle a little bit mm. and like immediately he gets pulled and they put in a different quarterback yeah. like right away I just well, at least you know the, it wasn't a concussion and they didn't put him right back out there and uh, oh, still a, a little bit yeah. about that so hopefully you know i hopefully this this week well wvu gets the win that's all you can ask for <laughs> It's not like you lose by two. <laughs> Kevin White had, I think in the first quarter, he had three or four catches for over 100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 he's an, I think he's an honest candidate for, uh, what's the... What's oh, the, the Bolitnikov. Uh, Bolitnikov, yeah. Yeah. At this point, I think he's like maybe second in receiving. Certainly possible. Yeah. So I went three and four that week, which is pretty good because I made some pretty out there picks. I, I called the uh, Mississippi, the Ole Miss. Yeah, you know, keep you, it I close. I called Notre Dame. I called Nebraska. So those are some out there picks, which is pretty good in a week that was just a slaughter fest, I'm sure, for many people against the spread because you went one and six. That's tough. Yeah, I, I just went with the true like the logical <laughs> ranked team, the logical <laughs> picks. Instead I was like, of, oh, it's top five team. <laughs> clearly they'll win. And then <laughs> chaos. But I, I, I like, regardless of like how I did in the spread, I love these kind of weeks because it completely rearranges the landscape. They're and, fun. You know, yeah. They're fun. I mean, when two, three, and four loses. We, we've got a completely different top, you know, top set of teams now. Yeah, you look at a side-by-side from last week to this week and just how everyone moves. It's, it's wild. It's really it it wasn't yeah, and it wasn't just top ten teams. There were a lot of other teams mm-hmm. that lost in the whole ranked system there. Absolutely. Well, the NFL was a little more predictable. You had the Chicago Bears going to the Carolina Panthers. Chicago had that game in the bag mm-hmm. and blew it. Uh, that, that's looking really bad for that team. You know, Jay Cutler. You know, some questions there. Uh, Matt Forte with a critical fumble. You know, Carolina capitalizes. They, you know, won it, win it 31-24. Yeah. They cover the two and a half, and they get that done. Though in Houston, or in Dallas, rather, for the Big Texas Showdown against Houston, now Dallas is favored by four. But it goes to overtime. You know, Dan Bailey misses a field goal at the end of regulation, gets the field goal in overtime. Dallas wins by three, doesn't cover the spread. Our pick against the spread goes to Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that they lost. You know, they're missing Jadavian Clowney, I think. You know, come, he needs to come back from that injury, make that defense a little more stout. Though, they're playing a lot better than they did last year. That is for yeah, sure. Definitely. What about Baltimore? I think, it's all, I think it's all about making those defensive choices, too. Like, I, I, I thought, like, you know, besides Clowney, that they're just becoming a much better defense overall. Mm, yeah. Baltimore and Indianapolis, you know, the, the whole Baltimore Colts, Indianapolis Colts matchup. Uh, Indy had a really solid game, 20-13. Andrew Luck played. He's been playing one of the better, you know, seasons so far for a quarterback, Andrew Luck. Really <laughs> starting to come in his own. Indy favored by three and a half. They win 20-13. Uh, you know, tough loss for Baltimore, but they're yeah. a good team. They'll bounce back. I, I think that. At this point, it's kind of just like expected for Andrew Luck to be good, mm. just because everybody figured that he would. What did they call him? Like the most 
prototypical NFL quarterback to come out of the draft in like forever. Yeah, and it's good to see those kind of prognostications come through and mm-hmm. you know be actually true. Yeah. Uh, Denver really put a whooping at the end of the game on Arizona. The 41-20 final was not indicative of how close that game was at a certain point. Uh, you know, Denver favored by seven. Arizona, really good team so far. That's their first really tough loss uh, they faced. But Peyton Manning just continuing Oof. to be very, very good. In yards. And just, yeah, he throws for like a career <laughs> high in yards. Yeah, he's going to be on pace to break. Brett Favre's record of for touchdowns if he keeps this up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he set another milestone along with Tom Brady. Tom Brady had another milestone. Tom Brady did uh, sixth quarterback with 50,000 yards, I think. Yeah. And Peyton Manning did 500 touchdowns, I think. Hmm. More than 500, something like that. So they're really just moving on up in the ranks. And Denver's looking good at home, but we'll see this test this week that they have. We'll talk about that soon. New England, speaking of Tom Brady... Looked dead in the water last week against Kansas there City. Like 41-14. It was just bad when they go to Arrowhead. They said, don't count out New England. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that. You know, I know Cincinnati is a good team, but can they handle the road test? New England at home. You know, New England an underdog by only one and a half. And New England puts like the reverse whooping on Cincinnati. 43-17 final. We uh, un- All undefeated teams are done. Right? They're done. Pop the cork, 72 Dolphins, let the champagne mm-hmm. flow, get that bubbly going. <laughs> uh, New England like kind of just put to rest like, oh, maybe they're not just an awful team. There's yeah. definitely questions with that team, but you know now that A.J. Green seems to be hurt as well uh, for Cincinnati, you know some questions there with that squad. Yeah. And then Seattle going to Washington. If Washington pulled out that upset... Uh, <laughs> I was I, surprised how close it was. I wouldn't have known what to think because that's just not a good team over for the for the Redskins. Uh, plus seven and a half, favoring the Seattle Seahawks, and Seattle gets it done on the road, twenty-seven to seventeen. It's like they can kind of just like sleepwalk and still win. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Russell Wilson setting the record for rush yards for a quarterback on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so that that one seems to be broken rather regularly. But you know, Michael Vick <laughs> starting with that one. Kaepernick got it, I think, at one point, and Russell yeah. Wilson. Another rivalry there between Seattle and San Francisco. You had a 5-1 to one week. Very, very strong with that Cincinnati-New England game being the difference. I got my first perfect 6-0 and NFL Yay. week. It's about damn time. Doing this show <laughs> for the third football season. Still have yet to get that college football, but... That's obviously a little more wacky when you consider. Well, what it's like you've got to account for an upset like every week or something like that. That's true. Definitely, like, like not necessarily an upset like in the win, but upset in the spread. I gotta tell you, that like, the Houston Dallas game where Dallas wins but doesn't cover the spread. That was a close <laughs> it's just, one. Seriously, yeah, it's a close one. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like I think I think I had an zero and seven, you know, week once before. I've had a six and zero. Week, you know, between college football and NFL. I'm just glad I was on the positive side for once. It feels good. I, I think it's like a different kind of like fantasy football when I look at it. Kind of is. So, because it's like you're not really necessarily rooting for a team to win, you're rooting for them to lose by a certain amount of points. So I'm like screaming at the TV, like, come on, back to the cover. <laughs> you gotta cover. 
It's certainly a lot of fun. You can play at showmenews.com slash forum as part of our Down the Sidelines forums. And instructions are also on our Down the Sidelines page at showmenews.com slash DTS if you want to play along and get your picks against the rest of them. So this week's pick six, we start in college football. Week seven, they're moving right along. It's amazing. We start with the Red River rivalry. <laughs> that was all yeah, tongue twister. <laughs> Red River Showdown, I think it's also called. Takes place in Fair Park, Texas at the Cotton Bowl, which I think is getting revamped a little bit. It's Texas versus Oklahoma. Minus 14 and a half. It's a lot. Oklahoma coming off the loss. I'm going to take Texas. It's going to be mm-hmm. close, I think. It's a rivalry game. I think Oklahoma wins pretty handily, maybe by 10 points. They are the better team. Texas having a weaker year, but the rivalry game, I think you take it close, neutral site, and it's going to be split pretty much half and half between those two teams. I'll take Texas in the closer game that Oklahoma still wins. Okay, so I here's what I'm thinking. I think either Texas is going to win Ooh. this game, or they're going to get just... Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so la- like, you know, Last week, Texas played Baylor. Surprisingly close game. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were saying, "Wow, Texas defense." Have you did? Has anybody watched Texas this season? No. <laughs> I think it's more to do with uh, Baylor not wanting to show everything with big games coming up. Yeah. I think that they're using like sixty, seventy percent of the playbook. I can see honestly. That. Um. They can get by doing that, you know. They have enough offensive talent that they can score on not using complicated plays, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, I think Baylor blocked a uh, punt or something. They blocked maybe a field goal and ran it back for a touchdown. So mm. special teams kind of shaky there for Texas. Um, I think. I think Oklahoma was probably a little disappointed in itself because a lot of people thought, oh, this team, they, they look like a playoff team. It was like Herb, sti- Herb Street's number yeah. one team in the country. There's still a ch- <laughs> I think there's still a chance for them. It's all about other teams losing, that kind of thing. But um, they're obviously disappointed. I, yeah. I, they did not play well last week. Yeah, route the rest so, of Big 12 if you want that to happen. Yeah, so. I, I think that I think they're going to come back out and – play but i think what they're they're, they're gonna do is just run all over texas i think if byu can run all over texas yeah i think oklahoma can run for more yards than byu did and that's a lot of yards i could see that and a shame about byu too i mean they had the possibility of an undefeated <laughs> season they play it, utah state awful. and they lose their starting quarterback who was really their star on their team they lose that game and you know, what's left for their season they, really. I, honestly i think I think if they had gone undefeated, considering that, you know, they did play Texas earlier in the year, that kind of thing, depending on who lost, they could have had a chance to be in the playoffs. Absolutely. I, like, I honestly, we were talking about who was going to beat them. I didn't think anyone was going to beat them. No. But, um, it was this next game this week against UCF that was maybe their best chance. But, yeah, losing yeah. their starting quarterback early in that game, that really hurt them, unfortunately. So, But I, I think Oklahoma is going to come out and run the ball a lot. Right. And I, I think that – I think – that will set up play action, that kind of thing. I don't think the offense is going to have any trouble. It's got to be more than two touchdowns. We'll see what yeah. happens. Now, what was going to be a very good SEC game has turned to a monster SEC game. Number two, Auburn. At number three, Mississippi State. Plus two and a half 
in favor of the national runner-ups from last year, the Auburn Tigers. Who are you taking in this one? I'm going to go with uh, Mississippi State, Ooh. I think, in this one. Um, and I, th- I think it's kind of, for me, more about who they've played so far. Okay. Compared to Auburn. I, I like that just that game last week that that impressed the heck out of me and i i think that um it's one of those things where at times auburn can be very one dimensional hmm. um and like that's that's kind of the same way i felt about texas a&m at times they can just fall in love with throwing the ball and just kind of struggle at running the ball and um I I think in order to beat Mississippi State, you've got to be more balanced. Um, the game's at home too. That's another. That's I mean, that's another thing to throw in the clank, clank cowbell kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I, you know, Auburn could very well come out and prove that they are a dominant team. I think their defense has got to be a little bit better hmm. to, to win this game. But you know, watch Auburn will come out and win this game. I'm sure of it now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Auburn, and I think they got to show show me this week, show me that you know national championship contender pedigree from last year. If Mississippi State wins this one, I'm picking them in all their games the rest of the year, mm-hmm. uh, because this is like their last big test. And yeah, it's at home, Mississippi State. They'll have the cowbells going, but uh, you know Auburn with what they did last year, and they're really trying to improve on that. I think you know they can at least cover a field goal. To cover yeah. the two and a half, so give me the Tigers. Auburn's schedule is just brutal. Oh, like, yeah, from here on out, and I mean it's been it's been pretty tough, but it's it gets even worse. So I think I, I just I kind of want to I want to see Mississippi State win. I think that's I think it'd be great to see, but I, I want to yeah. see them improve me one more game because you know Texas A and M was you know there were questions on that team, especially on the mm-hmm. defensive side. Auburn looks to be a more complete team. Mississippi State puts the win on that. I'm I'm a believer. I and I want that. I kind of want that old Miss Mississippi State game to be big. Oh yeah, so That'd be I just fun. I, I want to see like how their fans react to it because mm. a rivalry game with like that much on the line was. I mean, everybody wants that. So Michigan Ohio State two thousand six. <laughs> I know it. I know it. TCU at Baylor minus eight and a half, three thirty p.m. Eastern time. I don't know if I believe in Baylor. I, who have they played? I'm, I'm a, right they now. Played Texas last week and it yeah. was close. And they, yeah, they put up a lot of points, but eight and a half feels like a lot for a TCU team that yeah is coming off a big win, and they've got to keep it right up there. There could be a possibility of a letdown, but it's in state, it's in Texas, and I think TCU on the road they don't really have much else to lose. Yeah, this is a a five nine matchup this week, and yeah. Who thought that was going to happen with TCU slipping in at 9 and Baylor at 5? Mm. I think at least if Baylor wins, I think it's going to be closer than people expect. I'm going to take the Horned Frogs of TCU. Yeah. I, the the rough, rough thing is we got to play both these two. Oh, yeah. Um, and what but, a big uh, ball. They're better like than I was, Yeah, like I was saying, I was going to take TCU against the spread. I just – I think that, you know, had it been maybe 6.5, that kind of thing, then maybe. Um, but – just I I think that's a little much considering that we Baylor has now legitimately played games 
but it still hasn't been against like the best quality opponent. Yeah. And um they didn't really look like what I expected of them when they played that game. Um you know, you can say one thing about Iowa State. Iowa State came out and played really well against them in the second half. Mm-hmm. They made that game a lot, even a lot closer than it was. So Baylor needs to play a full game to win this game. They cannot come out and score a bunch of punts, points early and then just not do anything in the second half. They've got to play a full game. So I think that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough. I, they could still very well win the game. They've got a lot of talent on offense, but I actually heard that uh, their quarterback is kind of playing injured. Yeah, I think, he's got I think some he's back not, injury with Bryce yeah. Petty. And, uh, I mean, we saw with TCU, you float that pass high against TCU, they're going to pick it off. Oh, yeah. So. Watch out. Oregon at UCLA, big, big Pac-12 matchup, plus 2.5 in favor of the Ducks at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now, this one comes down to it's uh, Oregon is at 12, UCLA is at 18. Could have been a lot bigger matchup it, with a 2-8 and eight the week it before. It really could have. And that's why I think that it's even more interesting to look into which one of these teams is you know, still focused on the season. Yeah, is that like, a better position? Who are you taking then? I'm going to take Oregon. Okay. I, think that they, I think they bounce back. I think it's more to me about I, – I think Arizona is pretty good. Yeah. You know? um, I don't think Utah's on Arizona's level. Um, and, I, and I think that the way that Arizona won the game, they just won it with the last drive. I think if there was more, you know, more time, Oregon could come back and won. Uh, I, I still think that it's very, very hard to stop Oregon on offense. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel that way about UCLA. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure what the strength of this team is anymore. And um, I think, you know, we go back to early in the season when they were playing other teams. We were just like, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. The defense did. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they're going to keep the pace with mm-hmm. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, so All logic is telling me to go with Oregon, but I'm going to upset and say UCLA. All right. Uh, there's some uncertainty on the lines for Oregon, and that's kind of what you know did them in. And yeah, you do have Marcus Mariota who could be playing a Heisman caliber season. I would think he does have the matchup there against Brett Hundley on the other side of the ball for UCLA. I don't have much logic on this one. I'm just going with an upset gut UCLA against Oregon at home. Give me them. Give me the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Penn State and the Lions under the lights. In Ann Arbor at Michigan Wolverines, who are favored by a point somehow at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm not picking Michigan. I'm not doing it. I know they can, don't even know how to win probably, but in a one point spread in our little pick game, it's essentially a pick game. I uh, just pick them and I'll take the Nittany Lions because then if Michigan wins, it'll surprise me at the very least. I'm just so burned out on this whole Michigan season. It's it's bad. It's bad. I'm going to take Penn State. Um, I think I'm going to go with Penn State, too, just because, I I mean, it, in, until Michigan, you know, plays better, I, it's hard to pick them, right? Yeah. I, like, I, we weren't really kidding when we said, you know, if they lost that the game earlier, like, they're probably, I'm, we're kind of surprised that they're favored uh-huh. here. And I'm assuming it's because they're at home. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. I 
I've I've liked a few things that I've seen of Penn State this year. So Christian Hackenberg's been playing better than Devin Gardner. You know, Penn State beat Rutgers. Rutgers just beat Michigan. There you go. Transit property. I mean, that's perfect. It's it's kind of simple as that. Yeah. Ole Miss at Texas A and M minus two at nine p.m. Eastern time. Who do you have in this one? This is an interesting one. I'm going to say Ole Miss. Okay. I'm again. I want the. I want that Mississippi State Old Miss game yeah, to be a, that'd be a great, great one. game and um their defense just like I think if here's the thing I think if Mississippi State's defense can hold Texas A&M down like they did last week Old Miss can definitely do that. Mm. Uh, I mean, you got to think that Texas A&M is probably going to play better but I just I think Old Miss's defense is just too good. <laughs> I mean, I was really really I didn't get to see it live, but I went back and watched it. Alabama just looked terrible at times on mm-hmm. offense; like yeah. they could not do anything. Um, so I, I think it's just that kind of thing. I, Texas A&M I think is still a very good team. It's just there are so many good teams on their yeah. schedule that it's uh that's the SEC for you. Very tough, yeah. I'm playing for the letdown game here. I think Kyle Field is going to be a little bit of a hostile place to play. And I think Texas A&M is going to win this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like show me something. I'm glad you beat Bama. Show me something here on the road. That was at home. That was a, one of their biggest games of all time. But yeah. show me something on the road in the SEC against a team that really needs to bounce back. Their offense will have to play better, I think. Because oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think that Texas A&M can score more points than Alabama did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that old, I think Ole Miss is going to play a better game offensively. Because I, I think Alabama's defense is better than, than Texas A&M's. Mm-hmm. Your extra point, if you have your team that you're representing in the pick six, is Georgia at Missouri plus three. Now, this one takes an interesting turn. Because yeah. Georgia, it seems, would be a pretty solid pick, even though they're <laughs> on the road. Todd Gurley's now suspended indefinitely for a yeah. possible NCAA violation involving signed memorabilia. They're you know, investigating it right now, but he's suspended indefinitely. Had a Heisman caliber season going really a shame for Georgia. I think you got to take Missouri in this one. Uh, let's see. He had, so far, he's had 773 rushing yards, eight Eight touchdowns, averaging 8.2 yards per carry. My goodness. He has 11 receptions and a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That's pretty good. Big loss. It's a big (laughs) loss. And Missouri's been playing well. It's not like they're just a slouch team in the SEC. So Mm -hmm. I'd say take Missouri in that one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Missouri, too, if I I had to pick that. Mm -hmm. But you're picking West Virginia at Texas Tech plus six at noon Eastern time. I I'd say we're gonna cover that spread. Um, right. I I think we're kind of overdue, especially after last week, to come out and I, honestly, if we play a full game defensively, I think we could beat them by twenty. That kind of thing. It's oh, just yeah. especially we got our starting cornerback back this week. There you go. Um, and what does Texas Tech do? The, I mean, if there's one thing that they've done well this season, even though they've been struggling. They throw the ball all over the place. Mm. I mean, just all over the place. Their quarterback, I think, is maybe in like the top ten in passing, that kind of thing. Um, all we got to do is get pressure on him. Uh, they're not really going to try and run the ball that much. 
which is all. I mean, it's good because that's kind of one of the things that we struggled against. We're I think we're getting better, but getting our our starting cornerback back, you know, getting an interception or two, I think we can cover the spread. Mm-hmm. Real quick now, NFL Week Six. We start with Pittsburgh at Cleveland minus two at one p.m. Eastern Time. I'm gonna take the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Steelers did not look that good last week against Jacksonville. Cleveland finds ways to beat Gutsy at the end of games. They're having one of their better seasons, at least at the start of the season so far. Uh, I'll take Cleveland at home to beat the Steelers. I'm sorry, sorry, Joel. I think if it was, I think if it was minus seven or something like that, I would do it. But just because it's minus two, that's mm. a field goal. Yeah, I I think that that kind of spread right there. I think it's gonna be. <laughs> unfortunately for the Browns, I think it, it the game could end the same exact way as the last one, and they could still cover. Right. So, so you're taking Cleveland? Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, a twist. Now Denver goes out east to the New York Jets. Who? Got bombed last mm-hmm. week against the Chargers, 31 nothing. The spread is 9 in favor of the Broncos as they go out to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Who are you taking this one? Uh, I, it's, I think it would be very hard not to take Denver. Mm. Just because we're not sure. Like, what are the Jets going to do on offense? Right. We don't, we don't really know. So um, Denver could come out and... Maybe not even have that good of a game offensively and probably still cover this spread. Mm. Yeah, I'm very, very tempted to take the Jets because of that whole going east thing. It's really tough for the West Coast teams to do. But we don't know anything about the Jets and if they can bounce back at all. And the secondary is really bad for the Jets. uh, And that's going to get torched by Peyton Manning if he plays even a semblance of a game. After last week, I mean, Mm. he just threw the ball all over the place against an undefeated team. Yeah. Give me Denver in that one. Chicago at Atlanta, minus 3, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'll take the Falcons. Uh, Chicago hasn't shown me anything that they can close out a game. Atlanta's at home. That's going to help their cause. They've been getting better. Atlanta's a <laughs> better team than they are last year for sure. So I'll take the Falcons. I, I think that, that that game last week for Atlanta was more of a like psychological win, too. Mm, yeah. Uh, just to you know, like to beat them in overtime, that kind of thing, kind of be like, okay, this is kind of our division now, right, <laughs> you know, control. that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I, I actually kind of thought it would be close, just because they are like rivals in a way. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to take Atlanta too, just also based on the way that Chicago finished the game last week and the way that Atlanta finished their game last yeah. week. There are different trends there right now. Dallas Cowboys going in the 12th man with the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by 8 at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time. That, that, the, the 8. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, a tough one. Uh, they do this on purpose. Uh, it's at home. Uh, I think that's kind of a, uh, a huge factor <laughs> for the Seahawks almost more than any other team in the NFL. Right. Um, their home field advantage is just ridiculous. It's like nineteen and one, including the playoffs since two thousand twelve. It's insane. Yeah, um, and I, they traditionally score more points at home to uh, hold teams down. I think it might be one of those things where uh, they might not even score that many points. Their defense just 
almost pitches a shutout, that kind mm, of thing. Wow. So that I think that's the reason that I'll go with them, even though it is just above a touchdown. Now I'm taking Dallas in this one because they have a better team this year. I think they keep it closer than eight. Even if Seattle wins by a touchdown, mm-hmm. I think Dallas is going to somehow be sneaky and you know keep the spread with less than eight. I think still Seattle wins uh, because it's at home. So mm-hmm. I don't see a Dallas upset, but I think I see Dallas keeping it close. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. New York Giants at Philadelphia, minus 2.5. It's a Sunday night football game on NBC at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'll take the Eagles. Uh, I like how they've been playing. Yeah, the Giants have gotten off to a better start. Uh, but the Eagles at home, they've been playing rather well this year. So yeah. I'll, I'll take Philadelphia. i got a feeling about them. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's still their division if they want it. Mm. Um, but yeah, some against some of the better teams in the NFL, they've played much better. Uh, didn't they play really close with Indy? Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, I think they finished games pretty strong too. So I don't think you have to worry about them dropping a lead, that kind of thing. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers at <laughs> St. Louis Rams plus three Monday Night Football. How is the spread three? <laughs> I guess when they like look at that division, they're just like, "Oh, this division is the best football division." So you know, all the strings must be good. St. Louis, <laughs> yeah, good line play, I'm sure. But uh, Niners, if it's not the Niners in this one, I'm shocked. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't hurt their other quarterback. Yeah, because uh, who are they going to play exactly? <laughs> Oh, jeez! I mean, you get the rumors of San Francisco, and there's you know some trepidation, and uncertainty in the locker room. Jim Harbaugh might not make it at the end of the year. Go on to St. Louis and take care of business, like seriously. At least if you look at all the other games, I'd say the most gimme game this week. If you're looking for a game to to go on, the spread's very close, and the game probably won't be that close. I agree. So yeah, should be an interesting week of football. We've got some baseball playoffs starting tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Joel, you got any fun plans for this weekend? Um, probably just gonna watch the football. I have a fall break. Okay. Um, so I I don't have m- much on Fridays, and then uh, Monday and Tuesday I have off from school at least. Very fun. So, Gotta uh, enjoy those fall breaks. At college. So it should should be nice. Uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to watching some football on TV because I haven't been able to do that as much. So There you go. Well, everyone enjoy. Hopefully there will be some good upsets. Make your picks. Mm-hmm. We'll look forward to seeing them. On that note, with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. I hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.